to Fitaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Combo from Combo's Court Podcast, is in the house. We talk hoops, life. Let's die right in with Combo's. All right, so Combo's Court, welcome to the show, Fitaways and Fundamentals. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, Dre. I appreciate it. Oh, man. The pleasure is mine, brother. How's New York City treating you? Cold, cold, but I love it. It's my favorite city in the world. Right. <laughs> hey, it's it's crazy because you're all the way in New York. I'm all the way here in Cali, San Diego. It's nothing but uh, sunshine, my man. I love I love L.A. I, well, I don't know if you're in L.A., but I love L.A. I've been there a few times. I have to visit your neck of the woods, too. I'm, uh, I'm like two hours away from L.A. The beauty of my city is we're not so congested. That's dope. That's what's dope. Yeah. So let's get right into this, my man. So um, where'd you play college ball? And I want to talk to you also about your playing in overseas. So how did that go? Well, obviously, let's, let's talk about going into high school. How did high school go? It went well. I, I, I moved around a lot in high school look, um, looking for better basketball schools, and I ended up going to different prep schools. And it worked out pretty well. I had some great seasons. Um, and then – I finished out, actually, I went to four different high schools. I moved around a lot. Damn. Just looking for, yeah, just looking for the best basketball situation possible. Because I was in a little private school in eighth grade, and I was, it was just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like I was getting 50 a game in, like, middle school. So then I started moving around to, like, more top-level prep schools and then finding my way and uh, doing pretty well there, but never really was into the actual school part of it. I loved being around my friends. I loved gym class i love the games i love practice but school was never for me so uh, i was a smart kid uh not to chew my own horn but i just wasn't into school so after that i had to go to juco because i just wasn't a qualifier you know um took the junior college route played division one juco was an all-region player and then again i just wasn't into the school part of it didn't qualify uh d1 for a d1 grades wise and I just decided to go overseas, but it was a little difficult getting overseas um, straight out of a JUCO, you know? Yeah. Uh, then I played in the minor league in the ABA, which, is a, was, a, which was a great experience. Um, we traveled to Singapore, Canada. It is the minor leagues. The level of competition was high because the D League wasn't big yet, so we had, a lot of good, we had a lot of good players playing. It's not like now where those minor leagues aren't as – they aren't as competitive as they were back then. That was around 2006 because the D-League basically took the whole thing over, you know? Right, right, uh, right. Uh, we went to Singapore, Canada. It was a great experience. Um, my agent got a hold of some video of mine. He took me out to Israel, and then it was overseas from there. Man, that's great. I mean, any anytime you could go and play overseas and get paid, I don't care where you're at, and you're getting paid to play ball, man, that's great. Oh, it was, it was awesome, man. It was definitely awesome. It was an awesome experience. And seeing the world, I realize now, looking back, was bigger than even the basketball part of it. Right. I believe that. Oh, man, I, yeah. hear, I hear that. So, like, how did you just fall in love with the game of basketball? Did, was there a mentor behind your falling in love with it? Or how was that? Was it just the fact that you grew up in New York and, you know, it's one of the meccas of basketball and, and that's what helped you? Growing up in New York is a big part of it because if you walk down the street, I mean, you're going to see three or four or five basketball courts no matter what part of the city you're in, you know. It's just, it's just our culture. 
And uh, I said this on my first episode of Combo's Court, like there's something different and there's something unique about growing up as a basketball player in New York City that you just can't get anywhere else. So growing up in New York was a big part of it. I just fell in love with the game. And it was a game that you could work on by yourself. So it kind of – I am obsessive compulsive, so it kind of like – it kind of goes hand in hand with basketball. So my obsessive compulsiveness and basketball kind of went together and I just would work on my game. And that's all I really thought about Oh, I'm a better basketball player and playing as much basketball as possible. Right, right. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I grew up here in sunny California, and you can get runs in gyms, outside, at the beach. You could take a train ride. You're, you're up at Venice, you know, within a couple of hours. Um, you know, there. it just I, – I lived for basketball, and I had uh, – obviously, I had a couple of older brothers that played the game. I had a, a dad that, you know, he played high-level college ball. My brother played high-level college ball. Um, my dad my dad tried out for the Clippers back in the day. Um, he didn't make it, but that's all good. Um, I got in early, but I still never lost the love of the game, you know. I mean, I had two people that just mentored me through my whole life with my brother and my dad. And um, did anybody mentor you through, throughout your process? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Really early, I didn't have too many mentors. I was just really finding my own way. I mean, I would just work on my game and all day, uh, work on my game all day, and just play a lot of basketball. But as I got older, I've had I've had a lot of good guys. Like even a few guys that played in the NBA that would help me out. And if I ever needed to talk to them through overseas or just whatever I was going through, I would have really good players that I would just end up connecting with in New York. That would help me out and I would help them out and we all kind of help each other out. That's the basketball community in New York is really close knit and everybody knows each other. So we're all kind of helping, helping each other out out here. That's cool. What was the best advice one of your mentors ever gave you? Um, just, you know what, to be a great player, you just have to do things that other people aren't doing, you know, like, like see what everybody else is doing and then you have to do the extra that nobody else is doing, whatever that might be. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're just going to be like everybody else. That was probably the best advice I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for real with that. My dad was the same way. He, he used to tell me, you know, you, you're out here shooting 500. You don't think there's a kid out there shooting 500? Therefore, that means you got to shoot right. 700. You know, exactly. Once I got to seven, it was 1,000. Once I got to 1,000 jump shots, he was like, okay, now it's now you got to count 700 makes. We ain't even doing 1,000 shots anymore. We make, we make it 700. It was like, damn. Right, and that and – that, and that difference between 500 and 700 might not be a huge difference in how good of a shooter you become, but it's that little bit that makes the difference, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I remember, yeah. like, for instance, okay, my, my oldest brother's a DJ, and he DJed all around the world. He DJed for all kinds of celebrities. He was in all kinds of hip-hop bands, everything, part of Zulu Nation, all that. Um, so for me, me shooting... I always had to have music on. And it, what's funny is when I would listen to your uh, podcast, you brought a lot of hip-hop involved into it. It always talked about that. What was one album or one person that you listened to while you trained and just ultimately just hyped you up? Jay-Z, man. Jay-Z, I've heard every Jay-Z album. I love them all. But my favorite rapper of all time is actually Jadakiss. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's def he definitely used to get me hyped. But the funny thing about Jadakiss is I loved his albums, but his, his mixtapes were what really did it for me back in the day, man. His mixtapes were just 
incredible. Like the songs he made that weren't even on his albums were just amazing. You know? Yeah, I hear you, man. I, my brother did all kinds of uh, mixtapes for me, and I would just blare them and just be shooting and dribbling right. outside and just, you know, it was ne- it was never the full song because it was always it was always a mix. You know, it'd be half half of it, a quarter of it, right. off a different beat. You know, you know, he'd come with some Tupac with. You know, even though he had a uh, beef with Mob Deep, he'd have the shook one beat in the background. That'd be like, what? Just making me go bananas. Yeah, I mean, you music just flows through you as you're dribbling the ball. And it's like, you could feel yourself getting quicker and quicker and quicker as the beat went on. A hundred percent. And to your point, even to this day, when I'm listening, to, when I'm listening to some great music and I'm in the moment, that's when I come up with some of my best ideas for the podcast or whatever I'm doing on Instagram, just zoning out to some good music. And another thing, man, hip-hop, I didn't realize how big hip-hop was a part of my life until recently. Like, I look back, like, it was really big part of my life. And that's why I like to have some hip-hop episodes, and I did it, and, and I would love to continue to do more hip-hop episodes. And the great thing about podcasting is you, you can really just talk about whatever you want, and the people that will connect with you will connect with you. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, me and my brother, my, my oldest brother wasn't even a basketball player. He was a football player and a wrestler. And him and I have just talked about doing this together. Like, he's still huge in the hip-hop world and what he's doing. And I'm like, man, we need to connect and just – we could just talk hip-hop and basketball because he still watches ball because of my dad and my other brother. But hip-hop and basketball in general – it just flows, man. It's like a marriage. It's kind of crazy the way it works. It goes, it goes hand in hand, man. If you grow up in New York, it, it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, everywhere, but especially in New York, because that's what I know. It goes hand in hand, man. We used to listen to hip hop all day and just play basketball all day, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I hear you, man. I mean, like, how how long did you practice, and how long did did you stay outside just grinding? Like, because I, I know I know nowadays, you know there's all this hype between, you know, Hey, with the AAU programs and, and everything going on in social media with AAU kids get burnt out quick. Like I, I'm going to be honest, man. I literally, all I did was play ball growing up and I never got burnt out. Right. No, I didn't get burnt out, but I do think it was an unhealthy amount. And I think I could have been more time efficient with my time, you know, knowing what I know now. But also on top of that, that grind and that playing an unhealthy amount could build a mental toughness that I think helped me as well. So, you know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. I was the same way, man. Like I, like I have a, I have a son. He's twelve, and the kid grinds, man. He like if you know who J Law B Ball is, Jordan Lolly. He we drive up to Jordan's every Friday. He's practicing with him. He practices with Ryan Rizuki out here in San Diego. Another skilled trainer. Um, he's got a, a strength and conditioning coach, um, myself, like between all of us, I mean, that kid grinds like five days a week. And those are, those are, some re- those are some really good mentors and trainers, man. Yeah, I'm definitely familiar with those guys. That's cool. Yeah. And it, I'm telling you, man, I, I could not thank those three guys enough. Like they help him so much along with me, but it's like, People always tell me, man, don't don't burn them out, man, don't burn them out. And I get nervous when they say that because I've seen it happen firsthand with other people. But it seems like they draw him in more to love the game because he's hearing a different voice. Right, 100%. You know, passion comes from within. Like, 
a kid's going to want it or he's not. I don't think he can really get burnt out mentally if he's just trying to be the best player possible and that's what's in his heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how how has how um, podcasting and talking hoops um, affected your life now? Wow, man. I got to meet so many great people through the podcast, and it actually created a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't even think could happen, you know? Just, like, just interesting stuff, man. And also, hearing myself talk is really, I think, made me a better speaker, so... It's all. It's been all positive, you know. It's been a great experience, and I, and I can't. And I'm looking forward to seeing where all this goes. Yeah, I'm, I feel you the same way, man. I mean, it's opened so many doors, not only for myself, talking to people like you from across the states, um, but opening doors for my son and for my daughter to play hoops. And and you know, even though they're both young, like I said, my son's 12, my daughter's nine. Um, it's sky's the limits. It really is. It's sky's the limits for them. And and. For me, I mean, they, they've met countless NBA players. I mean, my son's um, literally been in Jordan's facility training right next to Clay Thompson. I'm like, who the heck trains next to Clay Thompson? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just a blessing, you know. Yeah. I mean, me meeting Clay, it's like, hey, what's up, Clay? How you doing? But to me, he's just a kid. You know, I'm 40 years old now. So, for me, it's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? But to watch my son, like, trying to crawl out of his skin because of its – somebody that he admires man it's a blessing just to be there you know and and for that guy to take a few moments out of his time or out of his day to talk to him man it's it's really cool it's really cool that uh jordan's allows us to even be there you know what i mean yeah that that sounds dope man it it, it sounds like it's creating crazy opportunities for you and i hope it keeps going i see you're consistent man that's like i was gonna do like whenever somebody hits me up for a podcast i usually say yes you know but then I looked – I was going to say yes no yeah. matter what, to be honest. But then I looked like you're, 50, you're 58 episodes in, 60 episodes in. I don't know exactly, but I'm like, this guy's serious about his craft, and it even, it even made me more yeah, excited man. to I, get it. I love talking hoops, man. I, I get so <laughs> – I get like a kid, man. I start like jumping around. My voice carries. I, I start to get loud. Like to you, what makes the perfect yeah. player? Ooh, the perfect player. Is there a perfect player? I don't know. They could strive but, um, to be one. You could strive to be one. You could definitely strive to be one. I think balance. Like, I talk about that in my first podcast ever. Like, it was called Five Keys to Reaching Your Hoop Dreams. So, um, you know, you need first and foremost, you need to play your sport. You know, I, I know skill development is a huge thing these days, but I think some of the kids aren't playing enough basketball, yeah. you know. Um, you know, athleticism, I think that's the foundation of, of – of being a great player. Cause you could have all the skills in the world. It might not show if you're not athletic enough. You could see that one. Like there's a young kid who might have more skills than every adult on the court, but it won't show. Cause he don't, he doesn't have the athleticism or strength yet. And, and that, that's the same case when the, when it's, when it's everybody's adult and there's that one guy that's just not athletic enough to compete. Then the meat and potatoes obviously is skill development. You know, that's when you get better. That's where you work on your skills. Um, then there's nutrition so important the mental game all that stuff goes into it man and and there is and also like some people might not want to admit this there is such a thing as natural feel for the game that some people naturally have that's just part of it man some people have that innate ability to have great feel for basketball you know it, it all goes Yo, into it does it, you know? i mean huge my wife's a, a chef so we preach nutrition in this house like crazy uh she's really big on that um so that's cool that you brought that up. Not, not too many people eat really clean like that, especially kids. I mean, 
we're going to AAU tournaments and here it here we are, you know, my son's eating some hummus. He might be having a small turkey sandwich with avocado, a bunch of greens and veggies. I love I love I love hummus, man. I lived in Israel for like six, seven, eight years. I get confused, man, because I was in Denmark too. It's all over the place. But um yeah, I lived there for a bu- I lived in Israel for a bunch of years in Renana and in Elat. Uh, in Jerusalem, and there was so much hummus and falafel. Yeah, it's, it's bomb. But it's funny, man, because we're getting ready to play a game. Here, my son's eating something pretty, pretty darn clean, right, to eat, and he's he's getting his gut right. And I got kids running up to me, coach. They got nachos in their hands, Skittles, hot dogs. I'm like, how are we supposed to go play with you eating that? <laughs> right, I, but honestly, I don't think it. I don't think at that age it affects you too bad, but you do want to create some right. good habits. Right. For sure. What what have you learned from just playing basketball? Like what has the game taught you throughout life? Like for me, it taught me oh, mental man. toughness. It taught me hard work, guaranteed. How to deal with adversity, working with others, um, staying consistent. It probably taught me everything. I mean, my my parents in basketball taught me everything I need to know in life. Not need to know, I'm gonna obviously get better and grow and try and improve, but Man, basketball and my parents are definitely the two places where I learned the most. Okay, shoot, right on, man. Now, if with yeah. this, you know, be doing the podcast, playing overseas, playing college juco ball, playing high school ball, um, if you were going to leave this earth today and you just wanted to write down three core values, you put them in a box, someone's going to find it, what would those three core values be? Uh, well – family i'm about to have a son so i think okay that be congratulations uh, yeah thank you thank you um hard work definitely i mean it sounds cliche but it's just the truth man and with that hard work i would say you need consistency consistency is key man over the course of a time over a course of time you just look back and see how what amazing things could happen when you're consistent you know you might not have a huge jump right away and things might not happen for you right when you want them to happen, but if you stay consistent, um, it's all. I think you'll just find blessings in it, you know, even in ways that you might not even realize. Oh yeah, I believe that. If if you had to, if you had to give a yeah. piece of advice to a high school player now, um, maybe they're on the cusp of wanting to quit, or they're on that cusp of be get, being found. Whether they're going to go play JUCO, whether they're going to go play NINA, uh, NIT. Division one, division two, whatever it is, um, what would that advice be to them? Um, yeah, you know, I don't want to sound harsh, but but just if you're thinking about quitting, basketball might not be for you, man. At a serious level, now everybody should love the game, play for fun when they want, hit the gym, which is what I do now. I'm retired now, so that's kind of the space I'm in. You know, I go play when yeah. I want, I work out when I want, but as a serious basketball player, it's not fun all the time. And if you want, if you don't want to make that commitment, basketball might not just—it might not be for you, man, on a serious level, you know. Because no, you don't want right. to play—you don't want to play basketball for the perks. Like, oh, I want to play basketball because I because I want to be rich. Or, I know scholarships are great, but I really—you should go the academic route. You know what I mean? If basketball is not in your heart, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta—it's gotta flow through your your veins, man. It really does. Definitely. Like I, I used to wake up and that's all I used to want to do. Right, right. You know, so, so you know, so you had a you had a passion. So it, it's kind of you should do what you love, and that's where you'll find your success. Yeah. Okay. I love that. 
Now, what was yeah. your greatest move? What was your favorite move you used to do when you played? Hezzy, man. He used to hezzy like a, like a kind of a head high fake. You know yep. what I mean? Like off the dribble. That was always my move. And it's funny because it worked. It worked even better when I was short because I had, I had a crazy, crazy growth spurt when I was like 17. So it was something when you're small, that has you, that has you fake works, you know. As you get a little taller, people might not be, think they could block your jump shot. So it doesn't work as well, but it definitely stayed with me. and It, it always, uh, it always get, gave me that advantage that I needed. Great. I like that. Who was your favorite player? My favorite. Favorite, I have to, I have to say two. Well, can I say three? Sure. Well, myself, man, I'm my favorite player. Yes, I love that. I love that. But besides me, besides me, for two and three, I would have to go um, Michael Jordan and Pistol Pete Maravich for sure. They gave me a lot of inspiration. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta go MJ. Okay. With this follow-up question, what was your favorite MJ shoe ever? My favorite MJ shoe ever. Ever. Ooh, I, you know what's crazy? It probably shifted over the years. I, I just love the ones now, man. I love the ones. I think because oh. I I I'm getting more mature, and you could just do anything with the ones except play. That's the only problem with them. But I okay. love the ones, man. I'm actually wearing some now. Okay. Hey, man. They, yeah. the, the ones are nice, man. The unions, the unions are, are dope. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. I love the yeah. ones. Okay, with all of this, where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. And um, yeah, man, subscribe to my podcast, Combos Court. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the two best places to find me. Also, I have a new website, www.12combo.com. There you go. Well, man, hey, Combo, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I'd love to have you on again. Maybe we could just talk some NBA, maybe some college. Maybe we just get on 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 the on the mics together with my brother, and we just talk hip-hop. That would be dope, man. I would love to do a hip-hop uh, episode. We could sprinkle a little basketball in there, too, but I would really love to talk hip-hop with you and your brother, man. Oh, That'd man, we're going to go all the way from all all sides of the tracks. We do that, man. We're talking Big L. we talking Tribe Called Quest. we talking Gangstar. we talking it all. You're naming a lot of New York rappers there. I like you know about this side of the world, huh? Well, you know what? That was my brother's main thing, man. He that he that's all he was all about. He was all about the New York. He gave me those vibes. But I mean, don't get me wrong. We still had our West Side Connection. We still had our Ice Cube. We still had our Dr. Dre's. We, you know, we had our Dana Danes. We had stuff like that. But man, that whole vibe that he gave me, whoo, man! I, I've been telling people about Big L for years, and they're like, "Who?" I'm like, "What?" Big L from Harlem, man. He was great. He, uh, rest in peace to him, man. He yeah. would have been. If he would have lived on, th- those people would have knew his name for sure. Oh, absolutely. But see, I was I was yeah. blessed to have a brother that was all about the hip hop world. So, me basketball, me and hip hop, we we go hand in hand. I mean, I think that's why I wanted to connect with you too. Every time I, I listen to your shows, that's what I heard, and I was like, man, I gotta connect with this guy. Yeah, I love, I, you know, when I'm looking for guests, I definitely look to find guests that know about current culture and definitely hip-hop. Obviously, basketball is usually a necessity because I, yes. I, know, I know the people that listen to me want to hear about basketball, but, I, but definitely, man, I, I, there's sometimes I really just only want to talk hip-hop, but I always sprinkle some basketball in there too, of course, but definitely that's what I look for when I'm looking for guests. Oh, well, well, man, like I said, it's a pleasure having you on. 
I can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, I'll link with my brother, get a time and date, and we'll definitely Let's have you back on again. Thank you so much, my brother. Anytime. Let's do it. All right. And we out.